Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where I hope that you'll gain both the tools you need to grow your business and the motivation you need to create your dream life. I'm Haley Luckadoo, motivational speaker, serial entrepreneur, huge lover of Dr. Pepper, and of course, the host who will be introducing you to the phenomenal women sharing their stories and expertise to inspire you, help you succeed, and set your soul on fire. Hi, ladies, and welcome back. Before we dive into a new episode, I want to quickly tell you about my partnership with HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an easy-to-use client management platform where you can manage contracts, invoices, and workflows, track your time, create automated processes, and even create a customized portal for your clients to access. It's got everything, and I've partnered up with them to bring you an incredible offer. Just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link in the description to get 50% off your first year subscription. I love using HoneyBook for my business, but I love to save money even more. So if you need a client management software or have considered making the switch to HoneyBook, now is the time. Again, just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link and save yourself $200 while simplifying your life. I promise you will not regret it. Today is going to be so much fun because we are talking with founder Julie Ball, and she founded the Sparkle Hustle Grow subscription box, which is a monthly box for female entrepreneurs, and it is so cool, you guys. I have had my eye on this one for a while, so I am super excited to interview her today and talk all about subscription products and how you can start one and how to make it work. So Julie, thank you so much for being with us today. Absolutely. I'm feeling really happy to be here. I can't wait to share my story. Yes. Well, we are definitely excited to hear it. So with that, will you just tell everybody where you came from, how you got the idea for the subscription box and what your story is? Sure. So I was a corporate ladder climber ever since I graduated college. So I went to school at Penn State and afterwards I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina because it was young and clean and modern and all the things that I wanted um, that I didn't have where I was living. And so when I had, when we got pregnant and we were expecting our daughter, that's when everything changed. My mindset changed where I didn't want to drive. I didn't want a 45 minute commute to the city anymore. I didn't want to work for a very high stress corporate role, you know? And so that's when I started kind of my side hustle. Um, and you could call Sparkle Hustle Grow. Um, well, actually, it wasn't Sparkle Hustle Grow then. It was actually a web agency. So I have a master's in internet marketing. So all I really needed at the time was an internet connection. And I was doing SEO work. I was doing social media and just consulting from a marketing perspective, a digital marketing perspective. And I started the side hustle while we were waiting for McKenna's arrival. And then she arrived and I did not want to go back to work. <laughs> so I put in my notice and it was a huge leap of faith for us. Um, we didn't know if my side hustle was going to provide, um, if it was going to last three weeks, three months, three years, but it was just one of those things where I felt like 
a big life change to having a child was my out of corporate America. And I never wanted out before. You know what I mean? This was just a big mindset shift for me. And so I was a stay-at-home mom and running this, this web marketing agency. It started out pretty small. But then I hired on a couple of contract workers to do photography, to do graphic design and copywriting primarily. And we started to position ourselves as an all-female web design and development firm. So trying to um, reach small businesses, trying to um, get retainer type clients, you know, trading hours for dollars. And it worked really well. We had a great run, but it was exhausting. Um, I was, you know, running on caffeine and very little sleep and um, trying to be, learn how to become a mom as I was going. So at one point, our daughter was probably about four years old and we decided to move from Charlotte to Asheville. The mountains were calling and we wanted to move before she started kindergarten. So we moved into this new place. We're making new friends, um, getting acquainted with our new home. We were renting at the time. And I just kind of got antsy, a little bit lonely behind the screen. And that's when I started reaching out to find my community, mostly through Facebook groups, trying to find other women who were doing what I was doing, that we could cheer each other on, collaborate. And we serve primarily a female entrepreneur audience. And I thought, well, what if I created some sort of product? I, I just wanted something physical to hold since everything else was digital behind the screen. And I love getting happy mail, don't we all? And I love, I was already subscribed to a couple different subscription boxes. And it, it kind of seemed as though it made sense if I was able to continue to serve female entrepreneurs. Well, well why don't I try a box for female entrepreneurs? Because I'll just put things in it that I want because that's, I'm a female entrepreneur. And so I literally looked back at my finances to see where I was spending my money. And it was things like, online courses, which I'm sure you're guilty as well. We all buy lots of online training because we want to get better at our business and we want to learn things. I was spending a lot of money on books, personal development, self-help, motivational, that type of thing. And then a lot of office supplies. Let's be honest. Um, I like pink, sparkly, colorful, motivational office supplies. I don't like your standard, you know, black big pencil or pen. So I thought, well, I'll try putting those three things in a box. And I pre-launched in summer of 2016, meaning the pre-launch in that I put out a landing page and just started collecting email addresses in exchange for a chance to win a free subscription. And as I started nurturing that email list, talking to my target audience, getting not only validation, but asking them, what do you want? You know, what would you like to see in this box? What would be a no-brainer for you to say, yes, I'm in? Um, I really learned a lot and started to hone in on what that box was going to look like. Sent my first boxes in October of 2016, and within eight or nine months, it had pretty much replaced my full-time income. And so at that point, I needed to make a shift. I started um, pulling back on the a web marketing side. And started focusing more on this on the box and here we are almost three years in now and we have over 1300 subscribers and um, what I find is that people our, our subscribers a lot of times join for the stuff like they see the sparkly office supplies they see the cool tech gadgets but then they stick around for the community because as you can probably attest to with your community as well like there's just something magical about finding your tribe and finding like-minded people that are going to cheer you on and that you can cheer on as well. 
And so um, that's where we're at now. We, we have around 1,300 subscribers, a very strong community, um, very all positive vibes. And I can't imagine, five years ago, I never would have guessed this is where I'd be right now, but I can't imagine doing anything else right now. I love it. That is amazing. I absolutely love that story because I'm a huge advocate that I don't think you can do anything really well or really big without taking some kind of risk. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you just, you know, you and your husband stepped out there and you said, look, we're going to do it. We're going to try it. Maybe it won't work. We don't know, but we're going to give it a chance. And it really worked out for you. And that's awesome. Thank you. I, I think because I've seen the Vox mentioned by a lot of people. I've seen, you know, Facebook ads for it. I, I started seeing these ads like over a year ago and it definitely <laughs> caught my attention. So I know you've done a great job with marketing it and, and really, you know, putting a lot of thought into the product. And I love that you said, you know, I just started putting what I would want to see in it in there because I think that's when you really find your audience and find your kind of niche in your market is when you're really focusing in on what people need and who better to know that than you. So I love that. Well, and it started out where it's like, okay, what would I want? But now I'm lucky enough to be able to ask my community, ask my subscribers regularly. I will post two pictures and I'll say, okay, guys, vote which one you want in, you know, the, the June box or whatever. I ask them, um, would it be helpful if we did this vote yes or no? And it takes some of the pressure off of me to be honest with you, because I have such an active community that have opinions. They're not afraid to put in, you know, throw their opinion in the hat because I really listen to those. And my team and I, we sift through that information and we shift the business and we make decisions based off of what they tell us that they want, as long as it still feels good and true to us as well. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's awesome though. I love that. So can we dive in? Cause I've got quite a few questions um, <laughs> because I know starting a subscription box or a subscription product, that's kind of a, like one of those things that you just feel like is going to be really tricky and mm -hmm. there's probably a lot of ins and outs to it. So I definitely have questions. I know our audience has some questions, so let's dive in. Can you, first of all, just tell everybody, just in case there are people who aren't really sure, can you kind of talk about what a subscription product really is and how your box works? How do people like sign up for that? And, you know, do they get it every month and how does that whole process work? So there's different models, but I'll tell you about how we do it here at Sparkle Hustle Grow. Ours is a monthly subscription box. So you sign up by a certain cutoff date, and then that determines which box you're going to receive. So for example, our cutoff date is the 15th of every month. So say this is, um, like we'll just use June as an example. If this is June, you've signed up by June 15th, you'll get the June box. If you sign up by June 16th, you'll get the July box. So we have this, it's this recurring cycle. So um, we ship all of our boxes, which are exactly the same. Everything, everybody receives the same products and trainings. Um, we ship them all through a, from a warehouse in Asheville, North Carolina on the 18th of every month. So what we call that is batch shipping. So we take the, the week before that and my team builds the boxes, they pack them out with all the goodies, and then um, we send them all out on the same day. And then there is a day each month, and for us, again, it's the 30th, 
where everybody renews for the next month. So you pay in advance um, and then you're kind of reserving your box. Now there are some other models that ship on an ongoing factor, like say you order it today, your box might go out tomorrow. Um, and you would then renew on the anniversary of when you signed up. That works really well for replenishment style ones, like shave clubs, for example. But for us, we have more of a guided experience. So you get the box, it's you discover new products because the majority of them are gonna be a surprise. We may spoil one or two products via social media, but for the most part, it's a surprise. You know what the theme is, and then you get your box, and then we guide you through the experience, through a book study, through the training. So that's why we chose the batch model. I, I love too that you said it was a surprise. I think that's just part of the fun, right? Just to, to not necessarily know what you're getting. It's kind of like Christmas morning. So exactly. Like so often we hear people say, "It's like you read my mind. I knew I knew I needed that. I just didn't go buy it yet." Or or they'll say, "Oh, the the tech gadget that was in this box. It was something I didn't know I needed, but now I can't live without it." Right. And I mean, I've seen you do a few announcements of like, oh, this product is going to be in the box or something like that. And I'm always like, oh, dang, I should have ordered that. <laughs> it's always like a book I've been wanting to read right. or a product that I need or something. So I think it's perfectly tuned in to its audience. That's for sure. Thank you. So what would you say is the first step? So if somebody wants to launch a subscription box, a subscription product, what's, or what was your first step? What did you really have to figure out in the very beginning? So I think the very first step is naturally going to be, you have to have a really good idea. So who do you want to serve and how do you want to solve their pain point? Um, what I always say is, you know, start brainstorming, start writing down some ideas of, of what you might put in the box, who you might want to serve, and then look at that audience, niche down, then niche down again at least one or two more times. And I'll give you a quick example of what I mean by that. Um, the market is saturated in a lot of different places, but there's I come from an abundance mindset, so there's definitely room for more and there's enough to go around. But you have to really differentiate yourself. So that's where this really good idea and this niche down comes into play. So the example I have is tea. So there's a lot of people who love tea. They want to either discover new teas through a tea box or maybe they want to have it replenished where they're getting, we're getting the same tea sent to them month after month after month. Well, instead of starting a new tea discovery box, niche down. Maybe it's tea for new moms. And that's specifically, you're going to make choices for your products based around that audience. But then as equally as important is when a new mom sees that box marketed to them, they're going to say, oh my gosh, that was made just for me. I love tea and I'm a new mom. I have to buy this box. So I think the first step is really getting that really good idea, figuring out what your target audience is, and then niche down to a smaller audience. I, I really don't think it's a good idea to have a idea that pleases the masses. I think it needs to please that very specific target audience. That definitely makes sense. And I think that aligns with a lot of what we hear just in business in general is, you know, you've really got to find your ideal client. You've got to figure out who that customer avatar is and really just pitch to that person. So that definitely makes sense. 100%. So what about after that? Because I know a lot of people who are going to be wanting to start a subscription product, they're thinking like, I don't even know what I need to get started. So what is Yeah, you really don't know what you don't know, right? Beginning? 
Exactly. Exactly. Once you have your unique box concept that is going to solve a pain point in your specific niche, I would say, you know, there's a, a handful of things that you'll need from a business perspective. So a computer and a printer, it's kind of obvious, you know, this is a e-commerce program you're putting together, you're selling online, so you're going to need your computer. But the printer is because you're going to need to print out labels and you're probably going to need to print out inserts to put in the box. So it's really helpful to have that. But um, I think on top of that is you're going to have to have very specific software that is made for subscription boxes or that supports a recurring cart. So typically with e-commerce, you're, you sell a product one time, you ship the product, and it's done. Well, with subscription boxes, the beautiful thing is people will renew, and month after month after month, it's this recurring revenue, and it's really great to be able to project that and have that future revenue instead of just a one-off sale, but not every software supports that. So for us, we use and recommend CrateJoy. Um, if you go to CrateJoy.com, it's a marketplace of subscription boxes. Think of Etsy, where you have all these different vendors and artisans putting their products in there. Well, CrateJoy is that for subscription box business owners. But they also provide the software to us to run our businesses. So that's what we use. We use CrateJoy. And then, you know, at, at the very basic um, level needs, you would need an email marketing software as well. So something simple like MailChimp so that you can communicate with your subscribers. You can nurture your email list. Um, you can send tracking emails, that type of thing. Um, next thing that you would need is products. Now, I like to go out to look at products in retail stores a lot or just look on Amazon, that type of thing. You don't have to buy all of your products in advance. You don't have to know what's going to be in your first box, but you have to have a good idea of what brands you want to include and what type of products you want to include. Um, Because at the very least, in order to do like a landing page or a mock-up, you can buy a couple products and just put them in a box. You know what I mean? It can be as simple as that. Um, so that leads me to boxes, tape, and packing materials. Those are pretty basic things that you will need in any product-based business. And then the last thing I would say that you need is some time to commit. Again, just like any business, I don't think the, the grass is greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. So if you are putting time into your business, even if it's just 30 minutes a day, you know, there's a lot of moving parts to a business and especially one that's you know, each month you're sourcing new products. Um, So you want to make sure that you have enough time to commit to it. Um, It's not a build it and they'll come just like any other business. But if you take the time to nurture your email list, gather those email lists, share your idea with the world, it definitely, you can make it work as a full-time business or just a side hustle. I love that you mentioned the last part about time, just because I feel like there are probably some people out there, maybe even listening, who have probably thought about starting a subscription product because they think it'll be like a quick and easy thing. And, you know, we hear constantly like about finding passive income and passive revenue streams and all that. And I feel like this is definitely not one of those things. It's not a passive (laughs) revenue stream at all. It takes a lot of work and and a lot of, you know, grit and ideas and sourcing products and things like that. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because I feel yeah. like that's definitely, you know, you're sitting here listing materials and softwares and that's one of those things you could have easily not mentioned, but I'm glad that you said it. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the basics. And I would definitely agree with that statement. It is not passive, but the fact is having a recurring model has got so many bonuses when you're running a business because you can project future months, you can plan for seasonality, you have revenue that is coming in month after month after month. But here's the thing with subscription box businesses. It is not a get rich quick scheme, but it is really a great business model. But how you turn it into a profit machine is through scale. That doesn't mean you have to be the next FabFitFun and have a, you know, 100,000 subscribers or anything. Only build it to what works for you, your family, your business model, um, and your goals. But as you scale your business, you'll get better price points when you buy in bulk. It's just the, the efficiencies of scale. So just a quick example, if I were to buy books, I might spend eight or nine dollars if I buy 10 to 20 books. But if I buy a hundred, I might get them for, you know, 750. And the the more that you buy, the more negotiating power you have. And that's where you can improve your profit margins and make it um, profitable. Right. So that does beg the question, how do you decide what goes into the box? So I know you said now a lot of times you're able to ask your community and that's awesome. Right. But in the beginning when you didn't really have that, how did you, you know, I know you mentioned that you're really looking for products that you would use or things that you need. Mm -hmm. um, but how did you ultimately pick out the specific partners that you were working with? And, you know, you mentioned you don't necessarily have to buy all of your products in advance, but when it goes to actually putting products in a box, are you buying them in advance or is somebody donating them? How does that whole process work? Yeah, for me, I purchase the majority of the products. Um, I think that the subscription box industry gets a bad rap sometime because a lot of people who are newer to the business go out reaching out to vendors immediately asking for free things. And that's just not feasible. You don't have, if you have a big email marketing list or a big following, you have some marketing value to give them, then yeah, work with them to try to get things at cost or, you know, sampling um, products, that type of thing. But for the most part, I'm paying for the products, but I'm working with them to, I'm working with vendors to negotiate prices down by providing them with more value. Sourcing is definitely the most fun, but the most time consuming part of my business. No doubt about it. As far as finding the products, I feel like as a business owner, you, you will naturally dial into finding things that you love and finding things that your customers will love. It's kind of like, you know, when I worked in corporate America and I worked at one point I worked selling sponsorships um, at a music venue. So every time I went to a music venue or a sports venue, I was looking around to see who was sponsoring. It's kind of like it starts to become natural to you. So when I go to a store like Target or Staples or something, you know, where I know I can buy products that would be a potential good fit, I am, you know, got my radar out and I'm looking to see what would fit in my price point. And I do that by I know what my what my box budget is and I know that a typical wholesale rate is going to be about 50% off. So if I see a notepad, say at Staples, and it's for, it is a retail of $5, I know from a business perspective, I'll probably be able to get that for $250. So I look at that. I make sure things are in my price range. I'll take pictures of products, the front and the back of the product, um, as well as the price point. So that when I get back to the office, I can research it. I can reach out to um, the vendor. A lot of times on the back of a product, you'll see 
who created the product and they'll have a website. Uh, I typically will go to their website, reach out to them via social media and almost always say the same thing. Hi, I'm Julie Ball and I run a popular monthly subscription box for female entrepreneurs. Who can I talk to about wholesale pricing? And so I just get that conversation started when I reach out to them direct. And some other places that you can source at would be, you know, look through Amazon. You might not buy, end up buying through Amazon, but it's a great place for product discovery, as is um, Etsy. You can just look around and see what's out there, read reviews on products. And then I like to go to retail trade shows. So this, is, this might sound a little dorky, but my team and I go to the National Stationery Show. And it's in New York City every year, and it is just a convention center filled with journals and stickers and books and notepads and pencils and pens. And it's, you know, it's our product heaven because those are the types of products that we like to put in the box. And when they're all there in the same place, we get to talk directly with the vendors and, and create like real relationships with them, meeting them in person and shaking their hand. We take the box with us and place products in there to see if they physically will fit um, and then that's just a great place to source too, because that's where a lot of people, a lot of businesses will kind of premiere their new products and give really, really good pricing if you buy on the spot or within, you know, a certain time frame of that show. So that's, that's kind of my, my strategy for sourcing is I'm kind of always looking, but I'll buy samples, I'll take pictures and I'll ask questions. So it's definitely a pretty long process, I'd say. It is. Yeah. And, you know, I look at three to six months at a time. When you're starting, you'll probably just look at one box at a time. Um, but now, as I've, I have a lot of vendor relationships built up, if I buy two or three products that are spread over a couple of months, I can get a better price because I'm buying more. I can negotiate shipping costs if they ship them all at the same time. So again, that's the efficiencies of scale and the negotiating power that you get with your vendors as you provide value back to them. And just to give you a quick example of what I mean by providing value back to them, maybe you feature them on social media, or maybe you give them an opportunity to put a bounce back postcard, like a physical postcard in your box or your mailer. So there's all these great things to get them visibility as well. And, and that can help you with negotiating to get those better prices. That's awesome. So you just mentioned the mailer and I know because I've looked at it that you have the box and then you have a mailer. So can you just kind of touch on that for a second about what the difference is and why you chose to offer both instead of just the box? This is a great example of listening to our community. So about, it must've been about a year and a half into the business. We had some longtime subscribers that were like really reaching out to us and saying, Hey, I really love the community. I love the training and learning new things every month, but I have too much stuff. <laughs> they, they've been receiving notepads and, and um, tech gadgets and pens and pencils for say 12 months at this point. And they're like, I, I still want to be a part of this, but I can't justify, I don't have any more room on my desk. <laughs> so we listened to them and we started asking them questions like, who else feels this way? Do you, would you be interested if we created a mini, um, what we called the mini mailer, would you still be interested? And so many of them said yes. And so we don't actively promote that to new subscribers because when they get the box and they have all the stuff in it, that's when they get their first taste of it and their experience is really fun unboxing it. But we found that when many people start with the mini mailer, they're like, oh, 
this is it. It's just a book. Well, it's not just a book. It's access to the community and it, there's a um, card inside each shipment that has access to your training. And so we've found that the best way for us to market that is to existing customers that just need a break from the stuff or me, maybe, you know, as entrepreneurial, as an entrepreneur yourself, like, revenue goes up and sometimes it goes down. So maybe sometimes if they need to cut back on their expenses, they downgrade to the mini mailer. Um, so yeah, that was a result of the result of listening to our community and to give some perspective on it though, you know, of, of 1300 subscribers, we usually have less than a hundred that are on the mini mailer. So people definitely are drawn to the box because of the experience that it provides and the tools that it gives you. Um, but we are happy to welcome anyone who's on a budget or more of a minimalist um, to join in the entire community and the movement that we have through the mini mailer. I love that. I love that you have options for both. Obviously everybody wants the box because it's just cool, but I love that you have that option for, you know, if you are on a budget or if you really do just want the community aspect of it, that's really, really cool. So I love that you're, you're so tuned in to what your audience is asking for and what they need. Well, and it was crazy too, because it started out as a complaint in the, like a, in the Sparkle Hustle Grow subscriber group and I was like when you first feel hear a complaint you know as a business owner your heart just sinks you're like oh man like what did I do how can I fix this but then it turned into this really great conversation because my team started chiming in and asking questions and it turned into you know it turned a complaint into a new product offering and into a positive experience for those people that were sharing their opinion so you know while it was tough at first it's we just kind of flipped the script and made it work for us and for our subscribers. That's awesome though, because a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people get so like, it's scary. Down. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the and, and taking it personal. Right. Exactly. So kudos to you for being able to turn that around and make it something so great. Cause thank you. I've done a, people can't do that. I've done a lot of mindset work to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. For sure. So I have one more question and I feel like this may kind of be a loaded question almost because you didn't really set out to do this necessarily. So I'm not sure if you're even going to know how to answer, but was there anything, you know, in building this business and scaling it, was there anything along the way that really like surprised you or that you just really did not expect once you started building the company? Oh my gosh, so many things. <laughs> but the one that I will say is, Okay, when I started this as a side hustle, I was still running my web marketing agency, right? So I was thinking, I'll just serve my audience better with a physical product. And in my mind, and in hindsight, I'm like, why would I ever think that? I was thinking that it could be a lead magnet to eventually get me uh, my agency web design business. Like we're providing them with resources, we're serving them. Oh, you need a website? We do that too. <laughs> so I originally thought that the box would be a, you know, in hindsight, I'll say a very expensive lead magnet, <laughs> but it was um, something to grow that loyalty with our agency and to grow that interest in working with us, making us really available and show us, show that we were leaders for female entrepreneurs. And what I learned very quickly is that this was solving a pain point that a lot of women had, and it wasn't going to be a lead magnet, but it was going to be a standalone business. So what I thought was a side hustle and a lead magnet 
ended up turning into my full-time job. And now I even coach on it. I coach others how to start their own subscription box. So I would say that was the biggest thing that I didn't expect. Had you asked me, you know, when I launched this or even just five years ago before it was even Sparkle Hustle Grow was even a thing, there's no way that I would have said, I'll be speaking on stages about starting a subscription box and I will be coaching others how to do this. And so that that's definitely the biggest thing that I didn't expect. I absolutely love that. And I feel like I say this every single episode, but we get so many women on here who talk about, you know, what they majored in in college or what they did before. And it's almost never the thing that they're doing now. (laughs) And every episode, I feel like I say the best businesses are born out of that moment when you have no idea what's going to happen next. Yes. And I would agree. Yeah. I think it's so true. I know that's my story. That seems to be every story I hear on this show. So I love it. I love that you just, like I said, you just sort of said, okay, we're not sure this is going to work, but this is what we're going to do. And, you know, you thought it was going to be something completely different than what it is, but it's awesome and it's grown so much. So that's so cool. I think too, you have to be tuned in and willing to um, shift, willing to change the course. Um, I could have easily just been like, oh, I'll just keep this as a side hustle, make these boxes, keep running my agency. But then when I saw, when I felt what I felt, like it was filling my bucket to really do these boxes and lead these women in these trainings. And um, it was giving me a lot more fulfillment than the the web marketing agency. I had to be in tune to that and aware and, and shift. And that was tough because, you know, I had to break up with some clients. And breakups are tough. <laughs> so, you know, that was, those were hard conversations. Um, I didn't want to let people down, but I knew in my heart that this was where, where I wanted to take my business. Yeah. Well, you've done a great job and I'm excited to see where it continues to go because it seems like it's already grown so much and not really that long. I mean, a couple of years goes by really quickly. So mm-hmm. it's just aw- well, thank awesome to see what you've accomplished so far. So really quick, since it's the end of the episode, I have a fun little lightning round that I always do with our guests. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What is the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? (laughs) Um, Okay. So I get my daughter ready for school. So we have a second grader and um, yeah, we get her ready for school and then I take care of myself, which is so backwards. Aren't you supposed to like take care of yourself a little bit first? I really need my sleep. I am not one of those early risers. So <laughs> that's the first thing I do. I wish I was an early riser. I would love to get up early and meditate and journal and do all these things before. But in reality, let's just be real. I get up, get my kid to school first. <laughs> I love it because I am absolutely not a morning person. And I feel yeah, like <laughs> every single time I ask this question, somebody's like, I meditate or I check my phone, but I balance <laughs> it out because then I go meditate or I do a gratitude journal and I'm right. like, God, I suck. Like, <laughs> no, I feel the same way. I wish I was yeah. a morning person. And I really, and I've read those books. I've read, um, the miracle morning yep. <laughs> and I've read all these, I'm like, I'm going to do this. And then reality hits and I would I just, I'm one of those people that needs a lot of sleep. Yep. It sounds really, really great until 6 a.m. rolls around. Yes. And then it's not. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you, girl. Yep. (laughs) All right. What is the last book that you read? 
oh my gosh, I read so many books because I'm constantly looking for a book for the box. Every single month in Sparkle, Hustle, Grow, we include a box or a book. And so um, we've already spoiled this. So I can tell you this. The last book that I read was called Reset Your Mindset. It's by Natalie Ekdahl. And she is our May box guest expert. So we're studying mindset in, um, in May when that ships out May 18th. But I, I just... I do so much mindset work, whether it's money, whether it's about imposter syndrome, comparison trap, perfectionism, the list goes on. (laughs) So Reset Your Mindset is the last book I finished. I love that. And I have seen that book, but I have not read it. So now I'm definitely going to have to Girl, now you got to subscribe. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I'll have to get the box. I'll have to get the box. Yep. (laughs) All right. What is one thing that you recommend to everybody? So it can be an item, a product you love, a service, whatever you want, but something that you absolutely recommend to every female entrepreneur. I would say this is a little bit broad, but audible. So I'm constantly, not only am I reading books, but I listen to a lot of books via audible. Um, that way I can listen in the car or on a walk or, or wherever it is. I just think that personal development and, and business growth is so important. And those things can be achieved on an easier scale through something like audible. So if you don't know what audible is, it's an app that you subscribe to where you download books. You basically, any book that is kind of recorded by the author or by someone else, you can just listen to it through your phone. I love that because I know we have a lot of readers in our our audience space. So I know they're going to love that recommendation. Good, good. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, we haven't had anybody say that yet, but that's definitely good. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh, that's a really good one because everybody loves loves reading and nobody actually has time to read. So Right, right. Even if you do 10 minutes of reading at night, like you can – you can listen to Audible in the shower. We just had um, in our box last month, we got waterproof notepads. How cool is that? Yes. So if you're in the shower listening to an audio book, then you can just write down your notes on your Aqua Notes. That is awesome. <laughs> That's just <laughs> awesome. I've never heard of this and now I need them in my life. Now you need them. All right, last question, and this is a little bit of a tricky one, but oh boy, what is either your favorite quote or the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Okay, so I'll pick the quote. Um, let me make sure I say it right. So I'm a big believer in gratitude, and I was just having this conversation with my husband this morning um, that I use a gratitude journal. And when I don't, I can tell the difference. And so we are, as a family are going to start doing gratitude journals. And so the quote is the more you think life, the more life gives you to be thankful for. Oh, I love that. I love that a lot. So good, isn't it? (laughs) I don't know who said it. Um, but I have it written down in several places and, when you pay attention to it and you, you send out that gratitude, I, I really believe that it's just like a snowball effect. So the more you thank life, the more life gives you to be thankful for. Yes. I love that one. That's such a good one. That's, I can see why you have it a lot of places because that's a good reminder. Yes. I think, I think especially, you know, as business owners, that's one that we definitely need because the stress tends to run high. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Love it. laughs> we'll tell everybody where they can find you. What's the website? How do they order the box? Where can they find you on social? Where can they go? Sure. Yeah. So we're on Facebook and Instagram primarily. The handle is 
Sparkle Hustle Grow. And if you go to sparklehustlegrow.com, you can get all the information about the box. You can see past boxes and um, get information about our upcoming retreat. And if you use the code on FIRE, you can get $5 off your first monthly box. Woohoo! Yes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and we will have all of that information in the show notes as well. So nice Perfect. and easy for you to find if for some reason you can't find it online. But Awesome. Well, Julie, thank you so much. I think this was such a cool conversation. You're such a cool person to talk to. Oh, thanks. Um, you are too. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, great. And I think our audience is really going to love this conversation just because it really kind of was an eye opener for what it takes to really start a subscription product or a subscription box and what really goes into it and that it's not quite as easy as it looks from the outside looking in. So I'm really glad we got to have this conversation and I think everybody's going to love it. So thank you. Great. Thank you for having me. Well, ladies, that's it for this time. But don't forget to head over to the show notes to grab special bonus content from our guests. I'd love if you could show your support for the show. So if you have just a minute, leave a five-star review about how much you love this podcast. Then head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com and grab your Females on Fire apparel. Get a t-shirt, hat, and more because it all goes to fund the podcast. And don't forget to show off your new swag to all your friends on social media and tag me at Females on Fire and at Haley Luckadoo. I'll be back next week with another great show for you. But until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.